Hey guys, and welcome back to Everyday People. It's been a long, long time. Uh, needless to say, a ton has happened. I am sitting next to a dog right now, so that's kind of taken over my life. And as always, I am joined by Jeff. Jeff, how you doing? I'm good. I'm sitting next to a cat, and uh, things have been going pretty well. I saw the cat. Uh, I saw you were like posting about the cat, the cat cave you have there, like the cat uh, jungle gym. Yeah, you know the thing about cats is they are finicky creatures and you know you you buy things for your cat and it's almost like the cat tells you to just go pound sand you know won't won't play with any of the toys you get it you know you buy like a really nice bed it won't lie in the bed but I got my cat this like super huge cat structure from chewy.com I spent like an hour putting it together and I was certain that she was going to troll me by just not using it, but she's been chilling out in the, you know, inside of it and hanging out in the sun all day. So I've been pleasantly surprised. It's a very uncat like move uh, to be, uh, you know, not so finicky. So that was a kind of a 180. Dude, I went through a phase. Uh, it, it was like early to mid twenties where I was just like moving around all the time. And I would always do this whenever, like, I had too much to drink the night before and was, like, still kind of, you know, before you could get hungover, you kind of got, like, in, like, a fun mood the next day because I think everything was still in your system. And for some reason, I used to, like, it was so weird. I used to go get, like, hamsters. Like, I used to, like, <laughs> I didn't these, are, these are, like, hangover drunk hamster pets that you were buying? i go to the pet store. Just because I was like, well, what else am I going to do on a Sunday? But this was like a, was this like a routine thing that you were doing or is like a one-off? It was enough, it enough where it was like a pattern. Like I went in Boston when we were working for Level Up. Then when, I, then when they moved me to Atlanta. So I got, a, I got a hamster cage up in Boston. I got a hamster cage when I was in Atlanta. Uh, as a joke, I got my girlfriend at the time who lived in Philly a hamster cage. Um. And then when I moved from Atlanta to uh, Philly, I got another hamster. But I used to, like, buy all of these, like, crazy contraptions, like, for the hamsters to run through and, like, do crazy shit. Uh, and it was just so satisfying to see them actually utilize it. I wasted so much money on hamster stuff. It was, it was actually, looking back on it, it was really so you were a, You were a hamster collector. Big time. Yeah, big time. I think, they're, I think the pet store was probably thinking there was, like, some type of like sexual activity going on with like me. But, yeah, that's weird. I mean, I, I hope PETA is not listening to this because they might retroactively do something about that. That's weird. Yeah. But hey, I mean, if we're starting out with this, it can only go, it can only get better from here. So that's good. Yeah. It, so in the weirdest segue possible, uh, wanted to talk about, so you and I have been texting about this a little bit and we're going to, we're going to lay off COVID just cause that's like, clearly we could just talk about that for days um, kind of nice to like focus on some other things. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the interesting things that, um, not interesting things, but one of the, the huge story that came out is the, uh, the Tara Reid um, sexual assault allegation uh, against Joe Biden. And I guess you can kind of parse it into two different, two di a couple different ways. The first is, is the accusation itself is a story. And then Biden's response to the accusation and then the uh, disparity or the, I guess, in some ways, like the similarities between the Kavanaugh and Biden, or at least the perceived uh, similarities between the Kavanaugh and Biden uh, sexual allegations and, and people uh, saying that there is hypocrisy uh, from Biden supporters. And you kind of fall into that camp, right? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, I, so I guess I... So I should actually, sorry, I, I should just like in case we have someone listening who doesn't know about this. Um, uh, Tara Reid was a former Senate aide uh, of Biden's in the early 90s. And she accused Biden of, I think her, her, her story changed quite a bit. And, and not, not details, but the gravity of it changed quite a bit. Uh, at first, it was like a sexual misconduct. And then it turned to like a pretty, like, pretty horrible uh sexual assault where he like i think he stuck it, hit her fingers up her um up her uh, vagina like in the hall and she did tell friends to, like they apparently filed a complaint the biden biden can't find it but um the senate can't find it but yeah so that's a little bit of the story and and this has been uh in 
right-wing media for 10 years um, and recently got picked up um, uh, as Biden got the nomination. So, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, sure. So I have some, I mean, this might be somewhat of a lengthy, uh, you know, it might take me a couple of minutes to get through my thoughts on this. So apologies in advance, but first I should just make a couple caveats. First caveat, I just want to be, you know, be honest. I don't, I don't, I don't spend too much time as much as we do this podcast. I don't spend too much time reading up on politics. So like, you know, I, I don't know every detail about this. I never took the time to understand every single detail about the Brent Kavanaugh case. I just want to be upfront about that. Yeah. Um, a lot of what I gather is like, you know, kind of at arm's length things that I pick up and just the reaction that I see in the media. And obviously there's some bias in that because I have a certain audience of, you know, maybe not an audience, but I have a certain, um, you know, I have a group of friends and I, there's a pretty diverse group of thought, but like my friends are generally left leaning. So I'm more apt to hear complaints that are like, you know, levied against Republican type things rather than the other way around. Um, so I want to acknowledge that bias. Um, the second thing I just want to be clear before I say anything is uh, obviously any type of sexual assault allegation, really like any type of allegation should always be taken seriously. That should be our instinct to, um, take seriously anytime somebody makes a complaint about another human being, um, especially something as serious as sexual assault. With that out of the way, I think there are three camps that I've noticed about the way that this can be treated. Um, and I fall in the first camp. The first camp is that you believe that people are fundamentally innocent until proven guilty, that you believe in our justice system, that you believe in uh, a burden of needing a certain amount of evidence to uh, tarnish a person's character um, and to, to say that that person did a certain thing. And that is part of living in the United States. That's the code that we live by. And uh, you know, that's, I believed that about Brett Kavanaugh and I believe that about Joe Biden. Now, of course, if you were to ask me gun to head, what do I, what I think is the likelihood of whether or not these individuals committed the crimes and these allegations, I, I might have a certain opinion about one versus the other about the likelihood, but I'll never be able to prove one versus the other. No one, you know, and, and likely in any scenario will be able to, to prove it. So to me, um, there's a burden of proof and I treat them equally. Um, I'm not a Republican. I, 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 have, I think that Brett Kavanaugh's views are horribly problematic. I find uh, what happened with Merrick Garland to be ridiculous. Um, uh, I, you know, I, I don't like what he stands for. And in fact, I think that he, um, I think that he, self-incriminated really, or I guess he incriminated himself in his own hearing. I think he lied under oath and there are all sorts of other things that, that he could, you know, that he could be got for, not the least of which that he seems to have a problem with alcohol and, and whatever. Um, but I don't think that, you know, he's a sexual uh, deviant is one of them. I don't think you can prove that. It might be the case that he was one. It might be the case that it was, the, you know, that Joe Biden was one or is one. But you know, I, I hold them to the same standard in that regard. So that, that's, that's the, the first group of people. I, I fit in that camp. I think there should be an equal treatment to both. There's a second group of people that uh, is, they, they're consistent in their view, but they're the total opposite. This is the uh, kind of the hashtag believe all women camp. This is the camp that believes that any allegation must be true. And in the case of Kavanaugh, they believe that uh, he was guilty. Um, there was enough evidence for them to say so, and, and it didn't even matter. It, it's just that you believe all women, and that's, that's, the, that's the belief. And that same group of people, they happen, in my, from what I've observed, they tend to be Bernie supporters um, because you know, the Bernie camp is pretty anti-Biden, and they're viewing this as like an opportunity, I guess. But you know, like for, from what I've noticed amongst the people I know is that it's, you know, they're at least consistent in that view and they're holding Biden to the same standard. And they're saying, you know, there's an allegation, it must be true. Um, I obviously disagree with that camp. There's a comedian, Bill Burr, who does a bit on this. And, you know, I kind of agree with his bit, you know, whether it might, maybe it's insensitive, but he says, can we believe, you know, 88% of women? Um, and I, you know, that's like part of his shtick. And it's actually kind of true because I think like 88% of the time, the allegations that are made in these circumstances 
are validated and then the other 12%, they're completely fabricated and a lot of people's lives get ruined in that 12%. And so, you know, obviously most of the time it's true, but some of the time it's not. Um, there's a third camp uh, and, the, and this is the camp that I take the most issue with. The third camp kind of has the believe all women stance um, when it comes to Kavanaugh, but uh, not when it comes to Biden. And they try to, you know, talk about how one case is different than the other. And it becomes very subjective because obviously anybody on either side of the spectrum can pick and choose the facts of a case. But regardless, if you believe all women, you believe all women, you can't pick and choose just because it's like the side that you agree with versus like the person you don't. And trust me, I, I didn't want Brett Kavanaugh in there just as much as the next person. I'm not a hardcore Democrat, but I still didn't want him in there. Like I, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't think it's good for our country um, to have him in there. Um, but I'm not going to just fundamentally, you know, change my stance on innocence, uh, uh, you know, the burden of, of proof in a, in these cases. And I mean, that's what makes our country what it is. I think it's a horrible precedent to set. Um, I obviously don't like the second group either. The one that is, you know, hardcore, uh, believe all women, regardless of the circumstances. I think that their hearts are in the right place. Um, I, but, but, but one thing I'll give them credit for is that they are intellectually consistent. They don't pick and choose which side uh, they're going to be on. They, they just have this view that I happen to disagree with, but they apply it to everybody, no matter who they are. Um, to me, that's better than the third group because they're intellectually consistent. The third group I have a big problem with because to me, it feels like, okay, we have an election coming up. We can't, you know, we can't be mean to Joe Biden because we need him to beat Trump. He's the lesser of two evils. And actually, to be clear, if it's up to me, I don't think we should necessarily be going nuts about Biden. But I also didn't think we needed to go nuts about Kavanaugh. That's the thing. It's like we should have never gone nuts about any of these things because claims need to be substantiated, um, especially when they're brought up 30, 40 years later. And there's, we know that there's never going to be proof. It's just going to be two sides bickering at one another and we're never going to get anywhere. So to me, what should have happened is that claims should be taken seriously, yes, but the amount of hoopla for both um, is partisan. Right now, it's like you said, it was a Republican thing for a decade. They're bringing it up now. You wonder why. And you wonder why Democrats were so intense about Kavanaugh because they were pissed about Merrick Garland. Uh, to me, this is a partisan issue. It shouldn't be. Um, if people who care about sexual assault, they should care about it fundamentally and not because of their politics. That, so, so sorry, that was a long-winded take. No, man, that was That's, good. So, so first of all, uh, the, the last point where you said it was a, it's a partisan issue, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean that there's like two competing points of view that are correct, though. Um, and like everything's partisan now. I mean, the response to like, should you wear a mask outside is a partisan issue. Uh, like climate change is a partisan issue. Um, the, like, there are so many things that should not be partisan issues that have become part of issues just because they're partisan issues doesn't mean there's like two competing equal voices. Um, well, 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 before you go on though. It doesn't like, mean why, they're motivated by politics either. Well, right, but why do you think that COVID has become a partisan issue? Do you think it's only because, um, only because people just want to make things partisan or do you not, you don't think that there's a, you know, a correlation between, you know, the fact that, you know, major metropolitan areas like New York City are heavily blue and that, you know, real like place like Wyoming that has virtually no cases is a red state. I mean, so there, there are some, I don't know if the right word is coincidences, but like if you live in Wyoming and you have no cases and everyone's telling you that you need to behave the way that New York is, it's easy for you and me as, you know, people who live in Boston, New York, et cetera, to say, Oh, those people are dumb and they don't get it. But like, if they're 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 thinking of us the same way, they're saying like, well, why are we like freaking out? We we're not like you know, there's no risk here. So I mean, I, is that partisan or is that just? I, I actually think that's that's not giving enough credit to the Trump administration, who you know, Trump would go out and make speeches saying how it's the same as the flu. It's it's a bit of a hoax. Uh, he also you know publicly, him and Pence don't wear masks. Uh, they constantly downplay the threats. It, like that's where I think a lot of the cues are coming from. Not necessarily just. The but that's that's not a data-driven approach, though. You're you're saying that, yeah, like Trump's making you know making yeah, these things, but you can't prove you can't prove that the, 
you can't prove that the people in Wyoming are responding to Trump. I mean, they might literally just be responding to the fact that they have to change their way of life and there's nothing different for them. You know, and I, I guess what I'm just saying is that not everything, I, I think I get what you're saying is that I think what you're trying to say is that things become partisan when they don't need to. But I, I think that that is true a lot of the time. In fact, like you and I were bantering a little bit about how, like I've lost a couple friends over this documentary pandemic, which, you know, talks about how the, this pandemic is like a planned event by, you know, like Dr. Fauci. And it's like this alt-right, you know, I mean, it's just like this alt-right. I mean, so yeah, I agree with you. I mean, there are some instances where like, you know, I, we know we have certain friends who are like, all about these conspiracies because they're diehard alt-right people. Um, but I, 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 I'm, I'm not willing to say that that's always the case. But, I mean, okay, there are some coincidences. But the protesting, I mean, that it, that it's locked, like there's a, that it, it has become this being safe around the, the, uh, the, uh, the pandemic has, has at least been, uh, if not is 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 significantly partisan. I mean, just look at the uh, the people who are protesting outside of uh, places that you know that this is government tyranny and they need to get opened up, um, and that uh, you know in, in some cases that the the governments the uh, that the local governments are fabricating this in order to hurt Trump's reelection chances. Uh, so sorry, I don't mean to go down this hole because we actually at the beginning we're like, oh, we're not going to talk about. Uh, <laughs> It's all right. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. Let, go back. So yeah. So yeah. so anyway, maybe yeah. we disagree about that. But cool. you were making so, a point about, so, about so your, the yeah. first point you said was uh, you're not innocent until proven guilty. Or, no, sorry, you you, innocent, you are innocent. Is, sorry, you're innocent until proven guilty. This isn't the this isn't the trial though. This is for the court of public opinion, and these are for two of the highest offices in the in in the world. Um, but Dave, like, like what what what's to stop anybody now in the future? from just making claims against somebody that you could never, you know, just based on some tangential facts that, you know, that that's good enough, you know, that, you know, if we get into this pattern and again, I, I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm allowing for the possibility that these things happened, right? Like maybe they did, but, but like sure. what, what kind of precedent do you set? If you, if you, there's a reason that there's a statute of limitations is because after 30 or 40 years, the legal stuff, yes, not for, right, but, <laughs> But but you but if you can't prove it the way that it would be proven in a court of law, then I mean, who's to decide? It, it, it will naturally become partisan. People who are Democrats are going to side with their person, and people who are Republicans will side with theirs. I mean, that that's I mean, it, I don't see how you can set this precedent where it's like, okay, well, let's leave it up to public opinion. Do you really think that Republicans aren't going to stop thinking Joe Biden's a rapist, and that Democrats are going to support him no matter what? So. Uh one thing is I don't want to totally go down the slippery slope of like, well, anyone could just make an accusation right now because we're so at the opposite end where there's far more sexual allegations that are, that are not, they're not talked about and not uncovered than the, than false allegations. So I just don't want to get into that type of, uh, cause we're so far from that. Uh, the, but the, so when you look at these types of allegations, like they're, it, it, it shows a lot in how one responds. So when we look at like the, I don't like comparing the Kavanaugh and Biden cases because I think, I think uh, not only the cases themselves very different, but also the responses um, are so just dramatically different. Well, can I ask you one question just straight up? Sure. Do you believe in believe all women? So I've, I've like that to me is a little bit frustrating because uh, like do I, because we're, we're judging Biden by that. We're not judging Biden by his response. We're not driving, well, judging well, by the incident. We're judging by something. Said. And so we're getting a little bit caught up in semantics. Like, well, let's sort that out first. No, I just want like, to figure out what camp you're in before we even go down yeah, this path. So like, I, 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 I never, like, the idea of believe all women, um, like, which I guess one, one interprets as believe every accusation. Um, no, like, I'm not like, I'm not going to believe every accusation. I'm also not going to not believe it though, too. Like, right. no, not, not, not like inherently, right? I mean, you shouldn't just like jump to the conclusion that someone's a liar the moment. They I don't want to, I'm not judging that someone's a liar. I'm not judging that they're guilty. I'm like, oh, let's find out a little bit more about it. Of course. In, in all things, right? I mean, okay. So, so thank you. Anyway, I wanted to uh, understand yeah. where you're at because so the, 
so yeah, go ahead. So, so with Kavanaugh, like Kavanaugh, I'm in the same boat as you. Kavanaugh, I just the Merrick Garland. Like there were so many reasons in all the Kavanaugh, the Merrick Garland issue. His viewpoints on stuff is fucking batshit, but he's actually almost lucky that this took over because he also perjured himself as well, too. Right, well, that, and that's what I thought he should have. That's yeah. what I thought was the re- like. So for me, yeah. that was the reason that he shouldn't have been yeah. um, brought in. But but uh, but it wasn't for the other stuff. I, um, yeah, yeah, and and look, I mean, he committed sexual assault with the with the correct party because like Republicans have shown that they just don't care about it. And like, I don't even think that's like a hyperbolic thing to say. They just don't. Like, if someone's going to be getting a seat of power and there's sexual assault allegation against them, they just don't really care. Wait, who was the guy in Alabama the, who like raped a, was it a, he's a pedophile Roy or something? Roy Blunt. Uh, who was, wasn't there like a, uh, the, there was like a Republican guy running for Senate or something? Yeah, Roy, Roy Blunt, who lost to Doug Jones Roy, by like 1%. Was, Roy, Blunt, Roy, Roy, Roy Moore, was, right? Roy Moore, that's it, Roy, Roy Moore. Moore. Yeah. Um, Roy Blunt was Missouri. Uh, yeah, Roy, Roy Moore was dating like young women, like teenage girls uh, when he was like in his 30s. And yeah. also a batshit crazy guy, but he only lost by like 1%. Right, which is, uh-huh. I, mean, I mean, he shouldn't have even been allowed to run for office. No, insane. So yeah. I, when, I, when I hear these cases, like one is you look at the case itself. Two, you, you look at like what the response is and the apparatus around it. You don't have an issue with, with Biden's response, right? What you have an issue with is like the idea that he said, like, you should be, you believe all women. And now it's like, well, like in this case, no, she's not telling the truth. Well, so, I, I, I have an issue with that, but it's, I, I actually don't really mind that Biden is a hypocrite. But I, I don't, so I, I actually don't consider him a hypocrite, but go on. Well, yeah, it's not even like, the thing is, is that uh, maybe this is sad I, for, to say out loud. I mean, I kind of expect like, I, I have been a hypocrite so many times in my life. I pro- I probably, I'll probably be a hypocrite like four or five times in the course of this hour talking to you. You know what I mean? Like, like people, we naturally have a tendency to just like kind of be stubborn and like defend views and some, and like, it's just, it's just, it's just part of what makes us human. Um, like, yeah, I mean, Joe Biden, I don't like, you know, he did all this stuff with, with the college, uh, college cases and, he made these comments, believe all women. And like, now he looks like kind of a schmuck because he's caught up in this thing and he's kind of between a rock and a hard place. I mean, sort yeah. Of, yeah, I mean, I don't, it doesn't bother I think, me. I, guess. I think the only people holding him to like that, like level of uh, some, like the people really holding him to that, like unreasonable standard are Republicans who aren't going to support him anyway. Like I, I really don't know of, I haven't seen any like liberal outlets or even like mainstream outlets like saying, you know, Biden the hypocrite. Like they, they might bring it up as like, well, he did say this, you know. Well, uh, but, you have but, to ask yourself why that might be. But regardless. I, it, 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 I, I think it's, 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 it's the right wing playing, playing a bit of like they, uh, they, the hold, they hold the rest of the world to a set of standards and, and, and that they don't hold themselves to. But Right, well. Uh, well, I guess just to finish the thought, though, like, I, so it doesn't, his thing doesn't bother, like him, you know, I think he's kind of a hypocrite, but it doesn't bother me. Um, what bothers me is more the the public reaction, I don't think is consistent. So I, um, that's where I actually really disagree with you. So with Kavanaugh, like, I, so I mean, I can only speak for myself. And I, I can, actually, I'll, uh, like, I'll speak from what I'm seeing as well, too. Here was the issue with Kavanaugh. Like Kavanaugh had this had this serious allegation about when he was younger, um, raping somebody, and throughout the uncovering of this, like he just made these ridiculous lies. The entire like, oh, I I never drank, and that like everyone was like, well, why are we even asking about his drinking? Because it's relevant in this case. Like you do want to see is he like a truthful guy? Is he being honest about this? And he just repeatedly. Maybe it was nervousness, whatever it was. But you're you're getting you're getting a nomination for the highest for a lifetime appointment. Like this shit actually does matter. Particularly, I want to know about your judgment and principles. So, it's a lifetime appointment, lifetime. So, uh, so he repeatedly lied throughout that process. And then, like, I mean, his hearing was. I remember watching that. My like my jaw dropped. And this is when st- stuff could still surprise you. It's 
now would just be like, oh, whatever. It's, you know, noon on Tuesday. Uh, we'll see what happens at one. Um, he threw just an absolute temper tantrum, screaming at senators. He accused the Clintons of being behind it and was like doing everything he could to avoid an FBI investigation. Everything. And that was the entire Senate Republicans. They did not want to get this investigated. The only guy who like coalesced and he like did it in just the most like, there's going to be an adjective in the world later for like what a, a Jeff Flake is. Someone who just like tries so, wants to pretend that he's doing the right thing and then does it in the most minuscule, tiny way that's insignificant. Jeff Flake. So they had like a one week FBI investigation it was a joke that you can like read about like Jane Mayer had a really good piece on it. How does a little of the investigation that they didn't even talk to any of the witnesses or anything. Um, and then well, you had on top of the hold on a second. And then you know, on top of that Fox news hosts and like, this is like a Fox news is a major, this isn't like a fringy, like they're a major, major, major part of the Republican party. Fox news hosts like Laura Ingram, like saying that she was in it for the money. And she was the reason she was doing this is to get fame like all that stuff. Um, but again, like they were, they were trying to avoid any type of evidence being looked into. They didn't want the FBI investigation. They didn't want it looked into. They just wanted swept under the rug. And in doing so, like they called this woman a liar. They called her a, that she was in this for the money that she was, you know, like they were trying to catch her in all these different ways. And you compare that with Biden where Biden has like, He's not said nothing disparaging about her. He has been forthright and he's been respectful the entire time. He has called for an investigation. He's called for things to be, he's, he's called for it to get looked into. Like what he's doing is reflecting the seriousness of the accusation, which I think is really good. And you said earlier, like, you know, we will never know conclusively about sexual assault cases, but that's kind of the case with a lot of sexual assault cases. Like you, it's, I, I, you know, only if there's like a witness or a video or something, can you like a hundred percent prove a sexual assault case? They're, they're really murky. And there's a huge, 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 huge difference between going to prison and, and not receiving a, like when you said like, you know, I don't want someone's life ruined and, and over, you know, something that might not have done. Like none of these guys are going to jail. Like, will it hurt them? Yeah, it will. But like, if they allow the evidence to come forward and the evidence clears them, then great, like they're, they're fine. But like, we should allow these things to be investigated. And that's what Biden's doing. And you compare that to Kavanaugh where he did the exact opposite and everyone around him, Republicans did the exact opposite. No one on the Democratic Party, no major Democrat, like Senate, House, has called her a liar, that she's out for money, anything. They haven't questioned her, uh, they haven't questioned her motives. That's the huge difference. Yeah, but so I think, but I think we're not talking about the same two things. Like, you don't need to convince me that uh, the Republican Party handled this in a much less um, mature way than the Democratic Party is currently with Biden. Um, you don't have to convince me, you know, uh, uh, of who I think is a, a better person or who I align with. I'm, I'm going to vote for Biden in the election this fall, provided, provided he's still the candidate or, you know, nothing weird happens or the Bernie bros don't do something weird. Um, but I, you know, I plan on voting for Biden and like, you know, I never supported Kavanaugh. So uh, everything you're saying, I already, I already agree with that. What, what my issue is, is that there are people like, there are people that were very, so, so you and I can look at a, a thing with Kavanaugh and say, you know, if not for the sexual assault charge, then at least for, him perjuring himself or the character issues or things like that. That's fine. That's you and me, but that's just, that's just you and me. And maybe, maybe there's, you know, others who, who, who feel the same way that doesn't change the fact that there was a massive swath of our population at that time that denounced that, that denounced this guy as guilty as charged without needing to hear no more, you know, who hung on her every word in her hearing saying, Oh, she looks believable as I mean, who the hell is to say somebody looks like, who, what is the look of a believable versus a non-believable person? I mean, it, to, to not acknowledge that there's a partisan part of this is, is, is crazy to me because the same people today who, who apparently or supposedly care so much about sexual assault cases who believe all women, 
and you know the, and this was a huge part of their agenda are now backing Biden. It doesn't make sense. If you believe, if you truly believed in that cause, if you were like, believe all women, like Gillibrand and Elizabeth Warren, I'm sorry to say it, Dave, she's one of these people. Um, you cannot, on the other hand, support him. You, I mean, you can't have it both ways. You cannot take such an extreme point of view. And then, and then when it's like the guy on your team, pretend that you never said this stuff. I'm acknowledging that there are some differences. Yeah, there are. And like, maybe for you and I, like there are some nuances that we can pick out, uh, which allow us to side more with one than the other. But at the end of the day, I think you're, I think that you, like, just cause you felt that way doesn't mean everyone else did. Like there are a lot of people out there who just blindly said that they believed this woman when it was Kavanaugh and that they believe Biden now. And and I think that that's very different than the opinion you voiced. You're welcome to your opinion, but to not acknowledge that there's a huge group of people who are on team blue, who are anti-Kavanaugh um, because he's team red. I think, I, 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 don't, I don't agree with that. I think that, I think that that's willful. I don't know, I, that seems like willful ignorance to me to say that, um, you know, that you can be on team believe all women when it's a guy on team red, but not when it's a guy on team blue. Those people exist. There's a lot of them. It's I, not like they're a small voice. No, very, okay. very loud during the Kavanaugh thing, and now they've suddenly gotten quiet. You have does to ask yourself why. So does partisanship, like, does partisan does partis partisanship fuel a lot of this? Like, yeah, definitely. Like, obviously. Um, however, I think what also fuels it quite a bit, and I guess this is like where we probably for me just as much is the 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 major difference between the two responses like yeah well i, I mean one, one was I, a lot I, worse I than the other it, i find it to be like it seemed like it, it sort of seems like a bit of a straw man to say like to to just be able to say well this entire group of people like you're labeling this you're 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 using you're using the example of people that I, I don't know if they're really. So it's, we're, it seems like we're really getting over like a, a disagreement of like semantics, the believe, the believe all thing. And I, I see believe all women as the idea of taking them seriously. And I, I think that was, that was probably like behind, fueling a lot of what they were saying with that. That's your interpretation of it. Like, yeah, that's, you, that's but, I, but, I, but like we both know literally. that that's not what was, I mean, come on. We both know no, that, 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 that. No, because, because with the Christy Blasey Ford case, people were calling for an FBI investigation. They weren't saying this is ridiculous. Like this guy should get thrown out. Like were people saying that because of his, um, because of like the way he the, his beliefs and then he perjured himself. Yes, but they but they were they were calling for an investigation well, because they because they know because they know that this is a world of reasonable people and nobody nobody's going to just remove someone from office based on a claim, but you know that like they needed an FBI investigation to try to yield something for them, you know, in order to to get what they wanted, um, you know, and 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 again, it, it's in my opinion, it probably happened, right? Like I. I I think it probably happened. I don't know what an, I don't know how an invest I don't know how an FBI investigation all these years later would prove it. I mean, but, but that's that's like kind of the point. Like I I don't it, it becomes this like slippery slope where it's like if you don't allow for that process and you were to just allow the claim to exist as a claim, then like everyone would just make claims. Like that's the reason you need to have an FBI investigation, right? Um so that's that's the issue. I think what frustrates me a bit is when you say uh, like people are just team blue, te people are team red. I feel like that's just a, a overgeneralization and, and simplifies the whole thing. You don't think that there are some people who are, you don't think that, you know, some of our mutual friends are team red? Oh, I, I think there are certain, like if you say are there some people that are team blue, team red? Absolutely. But I think that like that doesn't actually, that doesn't give us any look into the actual cases themselves. And I think it oversimplifies a lot of people's viewpoints on this and the nuances of each case. Because I actually don't see Democrats being hypocrites in this scenario. I, I actually see them like 
kind of holding up what they were. The thing, the thing is though, Dave, is that like, if you wanted to be selective about certain facts, you could make it sound like Biden is the obvious culprit and that Kavanaugh is the obvious, you know, innocent guy or whatever. And like, I don't believe that, but if you took the right facts, like if you were to say, you know, which person can remember the day that it happened or like which person um, told friends about it who can remember being told or like who didn't scrub their social media posts. Like if you were to just be selective, this is how conspiracy theories work. You take yeah. a string of like, you know, you take a string of little facts that are like hard to refute or like negative statements, like which person didn't like, you know, scrub their social media, like that type of thing. You make it sound believable. Like there are ways that somebody could make the Tara Reid case very convincing and the Christine Blasey Ford case sound unconvincing. It's like, but you know, that's, that's, that's my issue is that we become arbiters of like which facts are important based on like the candidates that we support. And to me, as like the, the, the person who's in that camp one, my, my take is like in both cases, come to me with like rock hard evidence that, that this happened. And otherwise I have to assume Maybe, maybe I'm, you know, maybe I lack the nuance in my thinking, you know, I, you know, I'm open to that, but my thinking is that I have to, I have to hold people to the same standard that I would want them to hold me by. If somebody came out with an accusation against me that was unfounded and they came up with like three things that I couldn't dispute happened that like we were in the same place at the same time. And like our friends saw us go into a room together, like stuff that made me look bad, even though I didn't do anything, like I'd be pretty pissed off if, if the, if the public opinion said that I was, you know, guilty based on these like circumstantial pieces of, 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 of fact. Right. Um, so I don't know, I hold people to that same standard. And so for me, it's like in both cases, like, yeah, did I hope that there would be something like really damning, like a smoking gun for Kavanaugh? Yeah. Cause I'm rooting against him. But, like there wasn't. And I have to hold to my principle, which is the same that I hold to Biden, which is like, I don't think there's a smoking gun. But you weren't just holding him to a bad standard because he was team red. You're holding him a bad standard because there was a lot of things that he did that were like objectively wrong. And he looked like a scumbag. I mean, he, he was a scumbaggy guy and he, I think he lied about stuff. So, so, so you're like, I think you're even oversimplifying your feelings towards him. Like you weren't just because he was team red. Like you actually had like reasons to really not like the guy. And I, there, I think there, he lied. Yeah, yeah, and like I don't even think he just did. Like he, I don't, I don't think he like lied. He like he did lie. Like there is like there's right, but lie. that, but but that would be, but that's that would be my reason for not like that would be my reason for not supporting him. That's the difference. Is like my reason for not liking Brett Kavanaugh has nothing to do with the allegations by Christine Blasey Ford. That's the difference oh, between me so and a lot what of what about other his people. response? What do you, what, what about yeah, and his I, response, I think, all that stuff. But I don't like, I think, but, but it was a position for care, you know, for his character and whatever. And like, I don't think he showed good character. That was my rationale for not supporting him. And there are people that were in that camp. And I, and those people, I think, you know, I think that they're consistent in, 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 in having like a legitimate reason to, to not support him that was grounded in fact. I don't think it's consistent to say he raped this woman, but Biden's cool. That's, that's what bothers me. There, there's a lot of people who don't like him because they assumed he was guilty in the sexual assault piece of this. And therefore that's why they didn't like him. And then like, so that it's that faction of people that really irritates me. I do acknowledge that there are people that had other reasons and, 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 and this or that. Um, but that's not the group that I'm really focused on. It's the so group here, that- here's, was, my, yeah. here's my qualm. So if we had two identical, if we had two like very similar cases and one person said like, oh, I hate this one, but I support this one or, you know, whatever, then, then you could say, well, they're, they're obviously motivated entirely by uh, partisanship or like by their political ideology. But when you have two very different cases and you have two incredibly different responses, you, it, it's hard to make the case that the, that the motivating factor for how you judge those things is based upon partisanship. You're judging them differently because they're two different things. Uh, well, no, not necessarily because like there, there, there are ways that people will interpret data that are different than the way that I do. So like, if, let's say that I'm somebody who's not fond of Biden, um, you know, just because I'm letting him off the hook for being, you know, what I think is hypocritical doesn't mean that others will. There are other people that will look at statements that he's made um, about sexual assault on college campuses and um, just at large who would say that I'm not going to support a total hypocrite. 
Um, and even though I don't fall in that camp, it doesn't mean that I can't be understanding of, of somebody else who would fall into that camp while, while acknowledging that it doesn't necessarily make them partisan to feel that way. In fact, I mean, there's people within my own family who I don't think are um, Republican or, or have ever vote, really voted Republican who, who do fit in that camp. They'll probably still vote for Joe Biden this fall, if I were to guess, I and mean, I'm not going to name names of who my family I'm talking about, but I think these people will still vote for him. But, um, but I can see why they have a problem with that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think there are, I guess what I'm trying to say is that there are reasons why people will, um, there are reasons outside of partisanship that people will form opinions, but I do think at large, a lot of it is partisan. Like the same, like the reason, like Kavanaugh's a hypocrite, Biden's a hypocrite. Like they're both hypocritical. They're both on opposite sides. To me, people will rationalize a way to support the person they want to support. It's just human, that, na- it's human nature. But like that, that type of false equivalency to say, well, he's a hypocrite, he's a hypocrite. Like there's, there's a lot to it. <laughs> like, you know, you could say, well, like a burglar's a, mur- uh, a burglar's a criminal, a murderer's a criminal. They're both criminals. Well, what if it were, what if it were the case that both of these guys were, you know, you could say beyond the shadow of a doubt that they're both rapists. You know, what would happen then? But that's, but is, that's is one the worse than the other? I mean, but, but that's, that, not the, that's not the case though. Like these right, kids. but I'm just saying hypothetically, I mean, you're trying to make it like one can be worse than the other because like Kavanaugh seems like a scummy guy. So no, it's but like if they're say, both, if they're both rapists, is like, is Kavanaugh still worse because he's a rapist and a scummy guy? Like, but when you That's say what I'm both, confused about. But when you say they're both hypocrites, that like that removes all the degrees of like their levels of being a hypocrite. Well, sure, but it doesn't change the fact that there are people that will take issue with it either way. Like you could be you could be a Democrat and think that Joe Biden's a hypocrite. In fact, I think that would make you intellectually consistent to, to think that way. I think the most consistent way of thinking would be to say this, this following statement. Um, I think Joe Biden is a hypocrite. Um, based on what I'm hearing, it sounds unlikely to me that he committed this crime. I'm open to the fact that he did. Regardless, um, I think he is the, of the options that I have, I think he is the best choice and I'm going to vote for him. I think that's a per- perfectly reasonable stance for somebody to take. But I think to just not, to, to just pretend that he's like this perfect person that he like, you know, pales in comparison to Kavanaugh in terms of his scumminess and that somehow makes him like exonerates him from criticism or makes him exempt from like any of these same criticisms that Kavanaugh got. That's ridiculous. But you, you don't criticize Kavanaugh. What? You don't think I'm saying that, right? No, I don't think you're saying oh. that, but, but I, but I think that, I think that if people were the people who were angry at Kavanaugh specifically for, um, you know, the sexual assault ac- accusation should be equally uh, irate with Joe Biden. And I, and I don't see that type of fervor in the media. And to me, it feels like a very convenient, like, excuse to say, oh, it has nothing to do with partisan, partisanship. And it's just because, you know, Republicans are scummy and uh, Brett Kavanaugh is a scummy guy. So he got treated worse. Like, I, may, may, both things can be true. Like, like maybe, maybe it's true that he's, and like, maybe, you know, actually, I think it is true. Republicans are scummier and Kavanaugh's scummier. I think that is true. But I, but I think that th- what's also true at the same time is that there is some partisanship in play. I don't think it's like one or the other. I, okay. So I agree. I totally agree that there is like, I totally agree with you on the fact that there's partisanship, but probably this, like, I think we're now debating like a bit of like the level of what, of, of partisanship that was involved. Um, I will also say like the people who we also should just be like, yeah, it's a little weird to have like two guys talk about this right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, of course. We should have, yeah, we maybe, maybe we should have. Yeah, we should have like our, our female correspondent come on. Um, uh, that'd be a, that'd be a third guess. We'll 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 have uh, that in place of club. Maybe now. like a rebuttal or a follow up of some sort. Not a rebuttal. I mean, I don't want to. You know, it could be any any sort of opinion. Um, but maybe maybe like a follow up episode. Oh yeah, that'd be that'd be awesome. Um, that actually be really good. Like to even like hear how people took it, because because from what I like, I think the the issue a lot of people had with 
the reason why they're not as angry with Biden right now is because Biden's versus, do you think for a second that Kavanaugh took this seriously and the Republicans took this seriously, his accusation? Well, I think Kavanaugh took it seriously. The Republicans, well, it depends what you mean by, what do you mean by take it seriously? Did, did he take the idea that this is like a, a really, like not just like that the, um, not that the consequence of the action is big, but the action itself is big. Like there's the, no way for me to answer that question. I mean, okay. I, I, I can't, I can't, I mean, I mean, if you're asking my opinion, I think, yeah, I think he did because he seemed pretty impassioned about it. I mean, I thought he came off like an asshole, but then again, if he was telling the truth, which I think, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if he was, but I can't assume that he was or he wasn't. I think there's a 50% chance maybe that he's telling the truth and maybe a 50% chance that he wasn't about the sexual assault piece of this. Um, if, that, if, if he, in that 50% world where he really didn't do anything and somebody was trying to besmirch his character and the most important moment of his life, I would actually kind of expect him to be that angry and that impassioned. So in, in that case, yeah, it sounded like he took it seriously. If he's lying, then no, he's not taking it seriously because he's lying, right? He's just like trying to get away with it. So the answer is, I don't know, because I don't know whether he's lying or not. Um, yeah. But I can, I, I can accept either scenario. I take it, I look at it a bit differently. I, I, I see it as taking the, uh, the consequences of that accusation very seriously. I don't think he took the, the actual accusation seriously. I mean, he, he blamed the Clintons for possibly being behind this and was yelling at some Democrats about like their revenge against them. Hypothetically uh, though, if let's just say, again, hypothetically, if nothing happened, okay. And again, I, we don't know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I personally believe it probably did happen. So I just want to be clear about that. Yeah. Like, if you were to put a gun to my head, I'd say probably 75% chance that it did happen. 25% that it didn't just based on, you know, whatever opinion that I formed doesn't mean I'm right or wrong. And there's no way that I'll ever know. Yep. But in, in the event that it did not happen, okay, which, which I think we both agree is a high enough percentage that it should be taken seriously. Um, in the event that it didn't happen, would his behavior reacting like that this is a conspiracy theory and all this, would it, would it really be out of line to you? Like if you, were in the, if you were in his shoes and it was you, I mean, I know people whose lives have been ruined by, um, by accusations that like they know were false. Like where, you know. Do they like, want it investigated? Yeah. Uh, but, in some, but sometimes in like, but sometimes in like on like a college campus, for example, like the burden of proof is not always what it is in like a court of law, you know? And like, sometimes I've know people who have been, you know, who, who've had their, you know, serious pieces of their lives taken away. I mean, I guess what I'm just trying to say is if, if it were a false accusation, for somebody to be like really outraged, I mean, that would be a, that would be a normal response. It doesn't happen often. I think it's like statistically like 10% of the time that these accusations are like, you know, I don't know the exact data. Like, I think it's like still like 10% where these accusations are made with false premises. But in that 10% scenario, you, I mean, I, if it were me, I'd be like, I'd be apeshit. You know, I'd be pretty pissed off. I don't know. Sure, you'd probably also be calling for a investigation. You'd, you, you know, you'd want all the information to come out. You'd be like, I want this looked into. I want this investigated. Like, I want to clear my name. Mm -hmm. He actually, he did the exact opposite. He did not want to be investigated. Um, and I think that's like a huge thing, the difference between him and Biden. And that also shows a level of seriousness. His lack of level of seriousness in, in the accusation. In fact, I, 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 I think it's easy for you and me to say, because we're not in that person's shoes. I mean, if, if something was truly ridiculous to you, you would feel like even having an investigation is like such a waste of your time and the amount of stress that you have to go through for something that you know didn't happen. But he's getting so, a nomination for the Supreme Court. This isn't a guy like who's just an average Joe like us. Like he's getting a lifetime nomination for the Supreme Court. I'm sorry if it's, it's going to be delayed by another month. Yeah, I mean, and again, that to me, that makes him just more of like a person of, um, of poor character, you know, more than anything. And that's why I didn't really like him much. And I think he kind of lied about his drinking habits and other things while he was under oath. You know, he was somebody who was clearly kind of out for himself. Um, but, you know, I guess your, your question was whether he was taking it seriously or not. I mean, I, I, again, I just, I don't know if I can, 
I'm not, I'm not really equipped to answer that question. I can't, like, I don't live inside the guy's head. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, mean, I think we can look at his reaction though. And, and, and deem that I, I, I think if you, if you don't, don't want this looked into an investigation, you're not really taking this seriously. Like you're really pissed off about it. You're angry about the consequences of it, but you don't really want to get to the truth of the matter. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I, I'm, I'm not trying to be difficult here. I just don't know. I, I, I'm trying to put myself in his shoes um, under certain circumstances. Like if he did it, then like, yeah. So, so like if he did do it, then like, absolutely. I agree with you. Like that would make sense to me. He wouldn't, of course he wouldn't want to be investigated because he knows he's guilty. Right. If he didn't do it, um, I can see a world where I, I could see a world like if it were me and I know I didn't do something and people were trying to drag me through, I could see myself reacting emotionally and being like, no, I'm not doing this. Like this is a charade and blah, blah, blah. Like maybe that makes me a impatient or whatever type of person, but I guess I'm, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to be difficult. I, I, if he did do it, yes. If he didn't do it, I, I, I agree with you. The right thing to do would still be to call for an investigation because if you know you did nothing wrong, like waiting another month, like you said, shouldn't be a big deal. But there's also a world where dealing with all this me media scrutiny and your, with your family and people spinning, you know, pieces of data against you and trying to make you out like a criminal is pretty taxing emotionally for something you didn't do. So I could see like how, if that were me, how I might react that way, even if it weren't the right way to react. Sure, but you um, could also then have that looming over you for the rest of your life because that's not going to go away. It's not like right. you're leaving the public eye. You're still going to be the public eye. It's not like these accusations are going to go away because you're not, because, because they're not even going to investigate. So if he, to investigate them and then, and then, and then dispel them and say, Oh, nope, he's, he's fine. It didn't happen. Like what a martyr he would be. And he would also not a martyr, but like what, like he would, he would then have his character intact and he'd be able to, to serve in the Supreme court without that cloud hanging over him. Like that's, I yeah i don't know i mean to me this is like no matter what some people do we're gonna we're gonna hold we're gonna hold it against them you know what i mean like it's the same way that republicans right now are gonna hang on every word that biden says or every time he stutters they're gonna paint it out like he has dementia you know what i mean um it's easy like when when people are put in stressful situations they don't always react the way that they should I mean, I know this firsthand. I mean, every day I get, you know, you too, I'm sure we get put in stressful situations and I'm sure sometimes we react a certain way. And then later on, we're like, oh crap, like probably should have handled that a little bit differently. Um, you know, from you, you and me, from the peanut gallery to, to, to have this conversation, I guess we can say the way that we think we would handle it. I guess what I'm just trying to say is that it's a lot different if you're the one that's like under the microscope and there's a certain benefit of the doubt that needs to exist. I mean, look, I'm with you at the end. I, 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 I do, th I don't, I don't know about the sexual assault piece necessarily. I, I don't know. I mean, it, you know, probably, I mean, again, I, I, guess, I guess it probably happened. I mean, I, I, all this other stuff doesn't make him sound like a great guy. He sounded kind of like the type of guy who would do this. Um, you know, but I don't, I, at the end of the day, I, I, uh, yeah, my stance is that I, I, I kind of, uh, I have to, I, I hold these folks to the standard that I want them to hold me to. Um, and I just try to be consistent about it. As much I like as that. So the thing actually, I, I realized we're arguing over where really Kavanaugh would want an FBI investigation or not. wasn't actually up to Kavanaugh. It was up to the Republican senators. And I think that was so impurating about the whole thing and the difference between the parties where you had every single Republican senator, save Jeff Flake, who had to get like his arm twisted right. at the end to like, you know, barely do anything, um, you know, denying any type of, they didn't want any type of, they didn't want an FBI investigation, pulling it away, where you, you that's, that is not the same reaction you're having Democrats who are, who are calling for an investigation. Um, I agree. I, I agree. I think it's the reaction from, you know, the Democrats don't play dirty pool like the Republicans do. And that was evidenced by what happened with Merrick Garland. And uh, there's a lot of debate from people on the left about whether they should be playing dirtier or whether there should be less civility in politics. I'm not one of those people. I think that civility is important. Um, I, I'm of the, you know, maybe that makes me naive, but there's a legitimate debate about that. So I agree. 
I agree with you. And that, that's where I, I think I get bothered a bit by the hip, being the hypocriticalness because, you know, like we can, we, there's always swaths of country that we can say, oh, they're nuts. Like they're, they're hypocrites. But when you look at the party leaders, when you look at like the, and we'll call the Senate to be party leaders. Um, when you look at the, uh, the Republican Senate and their reaction versus Democrats and their, and their reaction, Democrats called for FBI investigations in both cases, both cases. Republicans said no on Kavanaugh, yes on Biden. I think there's really only one group being hypocrite with that. In terms of the group at large, I agree. Um, you know, we're leaving alone a lot of Biden's former, you know, statements on this matter and a lot of the damage that I think he did on college campuses. There's a lot of these stories about people, you know, that are, you know. Yeah, well, I don't want to get into this, but you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of damage that I think he did, and and you know, some statements that he made that run in contrary to the position that he's trying to hold right now. So when it comes to him specifically, I do think there's some hypocrisy. But yeah, you know, as far as the intellectual consistency is, is approaching investigating the matter, I agree with you that uh, the response on one side has been uh, far superior to the other. That I agree with. Awesome. All right. Well, in the weirdest segue ever this is just all about weird segues uh we went from we went from hamster sex to uh <laughs> joe biden and what's next patriots so jeff and i big patriots fans uh it's been a pretty when's the last time we talked like almost a month it's been it was a, like a month ago yeah i think it was it was around the it was whenever brady brady left, left. so it's yeah. like three weeks ago maybe the draft was uh well you can tell me what you thought about the draft and, and kind of everything that's happened since then with the Pats. Okay. Um, so the draft was typical Patriots, you know. Um, of course, they, you know, you stay up all night. They're drafting towards the end of the first round like usual. And then, you know, you, you, after three hours, they trade the pick. It's like every single year. You don't even know why you even bother watching it every year. They just trade the pick down to second round. Um, you know, they always have a million picks and then they always end up drafting all these players in like the third, fourth and fifth round. It's strange. It's, it's not exciting. It's like, it's not exciting to be a Patriots fan during the draft or like for trades or like any of the cool stuff. It's just, it's exciting just like during the season. You know what I mean? It's like, it's fun being a Patriots fan for the games. You have to trust Bill Belichick. Um, but even this year, like you wait till the second round and then they draft a guy from a school that I had never heard of. And I, I sold to colleges for, you know, three and a half years. I know every school in the country and they draft a guy from Lenoir Ryan university. I don't even know if it's in the United States or Canada division two school. Um, weird. Uh, but anyway, they have, they draft a kicker who is like a white supremacist. I mean, that was bizarre. Um, you know, nobody drafts a kicker. I don't even think he was the top kicker in the draft. And yeah, I mean, just the whole draft it was just weird. The whole thing was bizarre. They don't draft a quarterback. They don't draft any wide receivers. They, you know, they don't do anything sexy, right? Typical Belichick. Um, that being said, like, I'm just some, like, you know, I'll, I'll be consistent with my view about Biden. I'll actually tie my Biden Kavanaugh view into this about kind of a guy being in an armchair uh, who, you know, who doesn't know what it's like to be in you know, either of these people or not being in a stressful situation. I'm just a fan of the game. You know, I don't know what Belichick's doing. Um, these guys are a lot smarter than I am. And the data shows that for 20 years that they've done a pretty good job. So I have confidence that these people who are a lot smarter than me with a track record and the most impressive run in NFL history have a plan and they know what they're doing. For what it's worth, Jarrett Stidham, when he was drafted last year, this is not like Monday morning quarterbacking, no pun intended. This is not like a revisionist history when he was drafted in the fourth round last year a lot of people thought that that was a steal um, even people in my own company who hate that I'm a Patriots fan were screaming because they were so angry that the Patriots drafted Jarrett Stidham um, he was a really good quarterback in college and the Patriots clearly have a lot of confidence in him and Belichick clearly believes that he can win without Tom Brady um, there are some people out there saying that they're going to tank you know, to try to draft Trevor Lawrence. That's not in their DNA. That's not happening. Um, this is still the best defense in the NFL coming back from last year. There, there have been teams like the Ravens and uh, uh, all sorts of teams and like the 49ers last year um, 
who have gone to Super Bowls, won Super Bowls purely on their defense with mediocre quarterbacks. Um, and this is assuming that they don't pull something together on the offense with a trade or uh, that Nikhil Harry doesn't develop into something or that Jared Stidham, you know, isn't something a lot more than what we all expect. Um, Stidham looked awesome in the preseason last year. He's a mobile quarterback uh, who fits the trend of the current NFL quarterback. I actually think this team can do okay. Um, I think, you know, it depends on if there's going to be fans in the stadiums to some extent, because they do have some early games in Seattle and Kansas city. Uh, but the schedule is good for them. It's a tough schedule. They have the toughest schedule in the NFL in terms of like win loss record, but they have a lot of breaks. just the way the schedule breaks down like where their buy is and just all like different weird uh, intangible things. I think this team uh, goes nine and seven or 10 and six. I think they make it into the playoffs. I don't know how far they go, but um, I think they're still a playoff team. I think a lot of people are writing them off as they're done. You know, Brady's gone. They lost some other guys. This team's always been able to win with a bunch of scrubs. You know, I think, I honestly think that you could throw me out there at tight end this year and, uh, 10 and six is still in the cards. That's my, that's my take. I, I have no doubt Belichick would, uh, would find a spot for you. I also think you'd be a hell of a, a blocking, a run uh, tight end. Thank you. Yeah. I'm not the biggest guy, but I'm pretty quick. No. And, and no problem getting low, you know, cut block yeah. little people. Exactly. Um, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> it was, we've had nothing to look forward to during uh, coronavirus. So like the NFL draft was such an exciting moment. And then, like, I don't remember being that excited for a Patriots pick. And then for Belichick to uh, just trade away it, uh, it, it, um, like, my initial reaction was, like, annoyance. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I stayed next – I stayed up for two hours. I'm not a college football fan, so I don't know who a lot of these guys are. You know, I just read the last, like – you know, read, read about them the last hour, so this is my first time hearing about them. But as soon as, like, he did that, like, yeah, initially, annoyance. And then all of a sudden, like, a calm. I was like, all right. Like, it, it almost felt like the um, – like, Brady was kind of making Bill do a lot of picks uh, and make the Patriots do moves that he didn't necessarily want to do um, because, like, the situation was kind of dicey. You know, it's been dicey for a while. Like, you know, apparently after the Jimmy Garoppolo thing, uh, it got kind of dicey. So it felt nice to know – that Belichick, Belichick was back to calling the shots. Like, he wasn't going to take his first-round pick. He wasn't going to take the sexy pick. He was going to do, like, the Belichick thing and do the most boring possible um, move, which is, like, a, you know, a second and fourth rounder. And it was also uh, so symbolic that he was just there in his living room or dining room, whatever that was, like, on his laptop with his dog. Like, it was, like, the mad genius is back. It's just him alone in this house in, the, in an island off the coast of Massachusetts in the, in the middle of the water. Like, it was just so, like, mad evil genius. I loved it. Um, and then when, when he picked up the, uh, that, uh, the second-round pick, the safety, like, from that school, like, that was also just so Belichick. I kind of loved it. Um, so in how weird everything was and how weird his picks were, not taking a QB, not really taking any, like, pass help except for those two tight ends we'll see how that turns out but you know no wide receiver we're thin at wide receiver it just felt the whole thing felt so belichick and like he's done he's done by us right for the last of 20 years um i'm excited to see what he does this year i've been never been more excited for a season to start for the patriots just because the, this kind of reminds me of like the early tom brady's teams like tom brady wasn't that good tom brady was a game manager you know we were like a run heavy team Pound the ball, Brady made short throws, and then we were like really defensive, defensive heavy, like awesome defense. Um, and we just did like a lot of like small things correctly. Like special teams were great. Um, and and this team feels like kind of like that, like scrappy and putting together drafting guys who can do all these different things, like fit into these weird roles. Uh the Belichick seems like he hasn't had in a while. So I'm I'm stoked. Like I, I, this team is a ch real chip on the shoulder, which I like. I agree. And I'm just, I hope there's a season, um, you know, look, I don't want to minimize the real impacts of coronavirus by saying, you know, I'll be devastated if the season doesn't start because that's certainly 
a first world problem relative to the real problems in the world. Um, you know, and you know, you lost your grandfather recently. So, you know, condolences. I know your family's going through a hard time. So I want to be clear that, you know, if we lose the NFL season, it won't, it won't be near the worst thing that comes in all of this. But um, we all cling to certain things that uh, make us feel like, uh, I don't know, that things are normal. I think when, yeah. you, when you're fearful, you kind of get tunnel vision and there's certain things that are sentimental to you that, you know, you just take it hard if you lose those things. And I, I guess the NFL season would be one of those things. For me, there's just something about Sunday and being able to watch football, go out with your friends. And I don't know, it's just something, it's, it's what reminds me of my normal life. And I hope we have a season. I hope it'll be, you know, some semblance of normalcy. We need anything really in our country right now that brings people together, not to bring this political again, but we really could use anything that, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure that we'll, you know, as soon as we bring football back, there'll be some debate about, you know, people kneeling or something like that. So of course, you know, I'm sure it'll fall flat upon itself, but, um, but yeah, we could, we could really use it. I hope there's a season, um, not just for me, but obviously for everybody and, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to predict what's going to happen with that because, you know, there, there's so many moving parts and logistics and they kind of have to follow the lead of what's going on elsewhere in the country. And I guess MLB has a proposal to start playing in July and there's already a lot of backlash about that. So who knows what will happen? Hey man, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, we are, we're all going to need a distraction anyway. Um, yep. On that note, I think uh, this was a uh, Jeff. This was a this was a good conversation, man. Um, let's uh, let's do it again like next week. Sounds good. I, we seem to agree more on the football piece than the Biden Kavanaugh <laughs> stuff, but uh, but yeah, I enjoyed it. It was good to talk to you, and uh, hope you stay safe. Thanks, man. You too. All right.